As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. And it's my birthday. Happy birthday to Ashton Matthews. Thank you. Happy birthday to Ashton Matthews. Thank you so much. Happy birthday, dear Ashton Matthews. Thank you. Ashton Matthews, happy birthday, Ashton Matthews. Thank you. Thank you. She was one. She was two. Now I'm, I'm 25. Incredible. You've not done that I've one? I've never no. done that before. Really? For know. she's a jolly good fan. Nah, no. not really Not really into that one. We it's, a bit, do that it's a bit sailors, you know? Mm. It's a bit sailors on a pirate ship. We just ship. said yeah. three hip, 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 hip Would you like a hip, hip, hip hooray? hooray? No, hey, it's all right. You don't have to give me you a hip, sure? hip, hooray. We, we can, can give say you like hip, one and on... you have to say hooray. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. Okay, so you got all three there. That's very exciting. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, Okay. Well, happy birthday, Ashton Matthews. Thank you. And now the hair tugs. Did they do that at your primary school? Oh, I had birthday beats. Or birthday beats. Yeah. The girls would do hair tugs. Yeah, people just thumped you. This is really fun. I'm I'm being bullied. It's fine when you're like five. But now I'm using 25. That's dead on. I don't think I ever enjoyed that. No, it's, but I mean, like five punches isn't that isn't that bad. In secondary school, when they're like 15, that's just a song. Oh, yeah, well, that's pretty At bad. At that yeah. point, you know, yeah. you've got like 30 people like, it's your birthday. Boom. Sock. Yeah. Thwip. Awful. Yeah. Terrible. But we're not going to do that to you today. Thanks Ashton. so much. Do you have big plans? I think I'm going for dinner. Yeah? That's about it, I think. Where are you going for dinner? I don't know. It's a surprise. It's a surprise. Yeah. Well, Nothing talking of told. surprises. Greg's. <gasps> Surprise! Oh my gosh, a present! For she oh. has got that a size. present. For she has Which got very a present. Peter, oh. Peter has pulled Thank out you. a gift from under the yeah, table. It's purple. Is yeah. it purple or is it blue? I'd say that's purple. Say it's yeah. purple. Hold it's it up purple. against the blue. It's purple. Yeah, that's purple. It's on the purple. Okay. It's on the bluer side of purple. I would mm. say. Okay, purple. 
Blurple. Ashton's now tearing into the paper. She's asking what it is. What it says, warning, choking hazard. You might not even know what it is when you take it out. We'll have to explain it to you. Ashton's attempting to remove it from the paper. She's having a surprising amount of difficulty. She's ripping it now. Warning. She's going. She's reading. Lighting kit. So this is a bespoke lighting kit that goes with your Lego long boy, however it's called. My, yes. My tall the lo- neck. The long boy from Horizon. Yeah, your tall neck. I can't get it open. Um, I think it's just going to be lights in there. Yeah. Just it's lights. Just lights. There's, ben, not, there's not a whole tall neck. Ben, uh, I, I don't know if you saw this when it came in the... Um, oh, my God. In the post. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Look how many pouches there are. So many pouches. They're blind bags. But, yeah. Uh, I would like Ashton to read the three lines of text on the f- top lid under lighting kit. Mm-hmm. Must be careful observa- observation. Imagination can be infinite. We provide basic parts to support your imagination. Do it yourself. That's what Lego is. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's uh, made in China and yeah. uh, translated to English. Let's light up Brick World. Brick World, yeah. they sent us a message as soon as uh, it was purchased just to just to confirm that, hey, you know this isn't the full Lego set, yeah. right? Mm. This is just a light kit. Like, Must yes, happen a lot. we know Ashton Matthews has a Lego long boy already. Thank mm. you for choosing us to light up your Lego set. Mm. We are a young team and the members are full of interest in Lego bricks. Each of our set has been designed and installed for many times to ensure better lighting effects and smoother installation process. Most of our parts are handmade to ensure a very small size and accurate wire length. We insist on double check to ensure the parts Mm. received are free of any problems. For a smooth Z-trouble free there's a Z there. I don't think it's supposed to be there. Experience. <laughs> Please read the installation manual carefully. It says instruction on the front. Just the one. Just the one, but there's several pages. Do and yeah, good well, job. Can't wait to do that this weekend. Mm-hmm. You have to send us a photo. Of yeah. Your, it looks really good boy. on the on the, the, yeah, the page. Mm. You got you can light up your foliage and your little tall robot man has uh, has yeah. lights on him and stuff. So. I wonder if I have to disassemble my... My bit, my it may not. require some minor. I did have to reassemble it a little while ago because it did uh, get knocked over by oh, a yeah, cat. Yeah. But thank you very much for You're my welcome. lighting kit. Mm. Lighting kit. Happy Do birthday. Instruction. Now this is not as much as we have said otherwise a birthday podcast. Yeah, it's a video game podcast, yeah. and each and every week we're sponsored by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. They help us keep the lights on here. Uh, no Dead Island 2 The Spider in here today, but we have had lots of Dead Island 2 happenings, weirdly. We've had good news. In the office this week. Um, <laughs> he's, I, had, he's had babies. Yeah, he's, he's had babies. Yeah, Ashton proudly flung over the, uh, open the bathroom door and said, look at all of the Dead Island 2 <laughs> The Spiders there are in here. And there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot, there's a lot of ones. them. And Have you been in there? Ti- I've not, but I've seen the photo that yeah. you sent. And the same day, we were sent, for some reason... Uh, like one of those influencer boxes full of goodies for Dead Island 2, the game, mm. which came out months ago. Yeah. Uh, we're not sure why. Thank you for sending it. But yeah. it was just a very, it's been a very Dead Island 2 themed week. For I think us. it was for yeah. my birthday. They Maybe. were like, it's Ashton's birthday. Let's send them a bunch of stuff. Did you take anything home? I took you? the glasses home. They were pretty cool. Oh, well, they sent like, us some like cocktail, cocktail glasses. glasses. Yeah, I took the fun. bath bombs home and uh, I put them on the shelf in the bathroom. And I was in there yesterday and Amy came in and she said, um, she said, oh, what's in there? And I said, oh, some bath bombs. Got some nice bath bombs from um, from a 
quite like a pack from Deep Silver. Uh, yeah, from Deep Silver. And she said, "Oh, that's nice. What's the game?" And I and as she opened it and revealed that it was two halves of a human heart, I yeah. said, "Dead Island." <laughs> and she went, "Oh, okay." Do you reckon they're going to smell nice or they're weird? They smells smell quite really nice, nice actually. Yeah? They're yeah. like cherry and something else. Well, Witch's good. Brew was the name of the other one. Mm, delicious. We're not sponsored by Dead Island. No, what not. we are sponsored by though oh. is. Is a is an actual real sponsor. Yeah, I Ashton, have it. you have the ad read in front of yeah, you. Yeah, they sent it to me. They said this game's coming out on your birthday. So who best to talk about it than you? Mm. Uh, you know Telltale. I mm. do know Telltale. They make games. They make stories. Mm. They we've make ranked their them. yeah. We've we ranked have. all of them, and they're pretty good most of the time. I like them. And they've got a new one coming out uh, that focuses on people that used to be one thing. <laughs> And now <laughs> are another thing. Right. They used to be tiny weeny, little diddy, and live in a colony of friends. And now <laughs> they're people. <laughs> a bit like the movie Ant Bully. Yeah. Um, where he was small and now he's big again. Mm-hmm. They're coming out with the X Ants, a telltale series. <laughs> they used yeah. to be ants. X ants. Yeah. X ants. They're X ants. Why aren't they? Anymore? And they're like trying to live. Well, that's what they're trying to figure out. Right. One day. You'll have to play it. They got big and human. It's like the metamorphosis, but in reverse. Yeah, They've yeah, woken yeah. up as humans yeah. instead of insects. So now they're trying to figure out how to live life as a human and wow. all while trying to figure out how to go back to being ants, whether they still want to be ants mm. after all this. And then new episodes coming out every two weeks. I can't uh, wait. I've got a code for the first episode. I might stream it next week. So yeah. you guys will have to tune in and see. What is it? The Telltale's X, the X-Ants. X-Ants. A Telltale series. A te- sorry, a Telltale series. That's very exciting. Yeah. But it's not real. Oh, what? Oh. Well, then what am I they streaming next week? They have got one, but it's called the X-Pants. Which, of course, is uh, what happened to your underwear. Yes. Um, when they got a hole in them. Yes, yeah. They, they were then they X-Pants. They then just became... X-Pants. It's something that you find in the bottom of your wardrobe after your partner has left you. Yeah, your ex and ex pants. It's what does wol- think- what does Wolverine wear? Yes, ex pants. Mm, yeah, very good. Have we got any more? No, no, I don't think so. I, think I was just going to say you have to decide whether to stick them in a jiffy bag and send them to your ex and say, "Hey, you left some pants," or do you just say no? I think you say just to throw them away. It depends if know. they've left a lot depends of pants. How long and it's been. Yeah, Set how long it's been? It's the been nature of your months, separation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If it's just wear one pair of pants, if it's been that long. Why it. did it take you that long to find the pants in the bottom of your wardrobe? You need to do better. I know you've just had a breakup. Maybe it was a tough breakup. You know, it's hard. Yeah, you don't know. It's a tough situation. That was judgmental. Uh, no, we're not sponsored by X Ants, a, a telltale series. Yeah. We're sponsored by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you go and support us there, you can get access to all manner of things, including asking questions on this podcast, early access to worst and weirdest games, exclusive access to After Dark, our bonus podcast, more on that in a second, and tons of other stuff. Please go over there, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. A little bit of housekeeping before we get into the podcast, tripleju.mp triplejud.mup is our website there you'll find links to our YouTube, Twitch, Discord Cameo, the whole lot uh, the shop is triplejumpshop.com you can buy that track jacket you can buy this, oh yeah here we go, sports time shirt, do we still sell those? I think we I think we, we do, might do. do it's a triple jump shirt, you should go get one of those do. And our Patreon, as I've already said, patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. A few things happening this week, Ashton. There is. Well, technically next week, Mm. uh, but on Wednesday, the 2nd of August, we are having a live After Dark podcast. It's episode 50, and we're going to be coming to you live on YouTube at 3 p.m. BST. From this room. From this very room. And if you miss it, and you're not a Patreon, that's it. 
You're never going to see it. You're never going to see it. Mm -hmm. But if you are a Patreon, you can, at the set tier, I think it's the Walrus Child tier, you can check it out on Monday as normal where you find all your After Dark podcasts. But for everyone else, check it out on YouTube at 3 p.m. next week. Mm -hmm. And if you want to submit questions for that right now, which you can right now, you need to be a Patreon. A a patron, sorry. A patron. Yes. A patron of a certain tier. Yes. Uh, That's what you need to do. Indeed. Uh, We've also got next week our beloved Philip... Uh, passed away an entire year ago already. Mm. It's it's really come up very fast. We will be streaming uh, in honor of him on Thursday. That'll be for charity, probably the Trevor Project, which I think that uh, that that charity page is still live. Is still so we live. could we could probably just reuse that. It uh, it'll likely be a Resident Evil game since those were so important to him, and he was so important to us. He so was. Please do come along if you can. That will be um, at three p.m. So technically, you're getting two joint streams next week. Wednesday is After Dark. Thursday will be the usual stream slot and that will be uh, in memory of Philip. So mm-hmm. come along if you can, watch the VOD, give if you're able to. Uh, we haven't set up the donation link yet, but we will promote the hell out of it once it's sorted. We so will. Uh, there we are. And finally, Peter, we're on a new social media. That's right. You can get us on Instagram. Oh, yeah. We finally got the handle, which turned out we already had, but it was set up pretty much when we were double jump. We um, kept messaging this this person who'd taken the name, like, surely they've got to give it up because they're not using yeah, it. Yeah, we're like, hey, it was us hogging this triple jump account. You've had it since. And then we sort of, eventually we realized, hang on, this has been active since like February 20, whatever 19. year it was, 19. We're like, that is when we started. Is this us? Adam created it yeah. when he signed up for all of the things with handles mm-hmm. and then we all forgot. Yeah. Um, so we already have like 2,000 followers or something yeah, on there, somehow. which is great. Uh, things Thanks, will guys. be posted on there and that is at Team Triple Jump as with all of our socials. So, yeah. so go and check that out and give it a follow if you would like to. Mm. It's time for Question Un. Un. It's from Sputnik. It's coming live from space. The wow. European <laughs> Union has introduced regulations that all portable devices, including handheld gaming devices like the Nintendo Switch, will need to have user-replaceable batteries. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think this is a good idea? And yes. Sputnik. Thank you, uh, Nick. Thanks, Sput. Sputnik. I think this is a good idea in the sense that, like, I mean, I think really the reason that this exists as a piece of legislation is more geared towards mobile phones, but then they've they've kind of like lumped in various of the mobile devices with it. Because I think the idea is, you know, a lot of people find that their phone battery wears out after a few years, and then they can be tempted to upgrade, which I guess is like wasteful. It's not very like eco-friendly. And stuff. Lots of e-waste. Yeah, lots mm. of waste when really all that actually needs doing is a battery replacement, which you can get, but you have to like send it off to some third party or to the manufacturer and get it done. So they've made it so that like in the old days when you dropped your phone on the floor and the back would come off and the battery would come out. Mm. Um, yeah, you'll be able to replace the batteries yourself. Um, but by the sounds of it, I didn't realize this, but they're lumping in gaming devices with it, which I think is also a good idea for the most part. Again, it just makes it easier if you happen to have a fault that is probably battery related specifically. It's easy for you to just buy a replacement battery and fix that fault. Um, on the other hand, I can see there being um, like some dodgy knockoff third party batteries for sale online mm-hmm. really cheap that perhaps slightly naive or uninformed people might think oh i'll get that that's way cheaper than an official nintendo one and maybe they could be seeing a few uh, a few issues with mm. exploding lithium batteries or uh, they might say oh why is my switch so rubbish and it's like well because you've probably bought like a really bad battery for it so 
that's maybe the one downside I can see. But I think for the most part, there's not a lot to be, um, you know, unhappy about uh, in terms of this story. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's already so much e-waste from various things like phones are a big issue with with that kind of thing. And like you say, switches are fine, but they do have their issues and you have to send them off very far away for a significant amount of money to get someone to fix it rather than just buy a new one. Um, and obviously in this the, the day and age where literally half of Europe is on fire and the other half is drowning in rain, uh, it's probably not a bad thing to try and combat how much waste that we are producing. And especially with this kind of thing, there's a lot of plastic and a lot of chemicals that we could probably avoid putting into the ground. That would be grand. Um, but I think it's a good thing in general. Uh, like you said, there might be an issue with people selling knockoff batteries, but also it might mean that you can get batteries and you can get replacement parts for a lot cheaper mm. than having to go direct to the manufacturer. Um, it's also going to affect things like the Steam Deck, which has obviously like only been out for a little while. Um, and I personally would absolutely hate the idea of having to take the back of my Switch off and fix it. Uh, that seems like something that I would do wrong and break something. Um, but I'm sure I could find some tech-savvy person to come and take it off and fix it for me if I needed to. But like I said, I don't, I don't think there's anything bad about this, really. Maybe the batteries won't last as long or potentially not have as long of a battery life like once you've charged it but i i think that's fine i mean like it depends on what you play it doesn't have that long of a life anyway so yeah i think in general there's kind of no downsides to this apart from you know maybe people selling knockoffs that might make your switch explode but mm. other than that i think probably fine mm. i've got a quote here from the actual bit of legislation they're mm -hmm. trying to enforce a portable battery shall be considered readily removable by the end user where it can be removed from a product with the use of commercially available tools without requiring the use of specialized tools unless provided free of charge with the product mm -hmm. right to repair has always been an uphill battle mm -hmm. particularly with apple and as someone who has used apple products for a long time you're just sort of accepting that they they just built what's it called a built-in obsolescence or mm. whatever oh, the yeah. terminology is like they they plan for these things to break down so you have to buy a new one that's that's their whole business model so there is going to be fierce opposition to this and it's the you know apple is still i don't know the ins and outs of it but it's the reason apple is like one of the few phone manufacturers who are refusing to use USB-C because they they will just pay the fines yeah. like they don't they don't care they're above the law in a lot of places and and that's kind of messed up uh so this may not be enforced quite as much as we would like it to but as someone who has had products break down and you have no choice but to send them off and it costs loads of money if there was, you know, if it's a simple fix, if it's something like the, like a battery, people should be able to do that. Mm -hmm. That that should be doable. I did that with my 10-year-old MacBook the other, like a few months ago. I had to unscrew the back and I had to buy a dodgy battery off eBay yeah. and I put it in and it was a bit scary to do because I don't feel like I'm remotely qualified enough to do it, but there's tons of videos around on the internet telling people how to do that sort of thing. And now I can use my 10-year-old laptop without it having to be plugged in, which mm -hmm. is, you know, a huge difference. And a lot of people's technology is going to reach that point, especially things like switches, dedicated handheld devices, maybe, uh, what are they, what's it called, the switch, that switch light? What is it? 
the one oh, that yeah, doesn't the switch light. Yeah, the one that doesn't go yeah. into the dock. And then the OLED is and the, the OLED other one. as well. Yeah, the, the the switch light in particular, which which cannot be played any other way than handheld, that's going to run into these problems when the batteries start to die on those. You know, what are you going to do? How mm. are you going to take those things apart? So a a way. Something that is legally enforced for consumers to be able to more easily do that would would be a good thing. This doesn't look like it's going to come into effect until 2027, though. So there's a good chance that the current range of devices we're talking about gaming-wise will not be affected by this. Your Switch 2s, your Steam Deck 2s, yeah. whatever's, whatever comes out after this comes into mm-hmm. effect will have to uh, play by those rules. But currently, nothing there. Right to repair! Right to repair is good. So anything that supports that, I'm all on board with. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Though I do wonder how it would affect the portability of them, given that like some airplanes, you have to put, you can't put things like that in your hold luggage. Yeah. Like, I noticed a lot when we were on holiday that they were like, if you have any batteries, if there's a single battery in your hold luggage, mm. you have to tell us now. You have to. So I, I would wonder if like, you know, if you were putting your switch in your hold luggage, but you weren't using it in your hand luggage for some reason, whether that would be a problem. But these Probably things it might are be the same though as like already maybe that's already what yeah. you aren't technically supposed to do. Maybe we all need to be declaring our our switches and, mm. or well, bringing them on carry on luggage. As long as the mm. battery is in the device, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know I, what the, I, surely it's semantics at that. I point. I think it was it? like if there's any if you've got anything in there that has a battery in it, you have to let them know. So. That's kind of insane. Almost everything has a battery in it. Well, I think it's because, yeah. you know, lithium batteries, when they're under pressure, can start, like... Expanding. Can, can it explode, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't know, how, personally, I do not know how that works. Mm. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, as long as you're not going around with a suitcase full of batteries, I'd like to think you're probably okay, you know. It's not like you're going... I, I plan to play my Switch so much that the dodgy eBay battery I bought yeah. is going to go flat and never charge again. Yeah. So I brought three spares. You know, we're not talking about... Double A batteries here, to be clear. We're talking about actual rechargeable batteries mm-hmm. that you can reasonably use with products like this. Um, no, I think this is great. Uh, we'll see what it ends up looking like and if it's even enforced in the UK. Mm. Um, but I think it will be nice to have better protections for consumers who want to uh, repair their own stuff mm-hmm. relatively simply. I think that should be, especially batteries, that's like the easiest one. Mm. Yeah. You know, those ju- those do just slot in. Mm. Yeah. They may be covered with components, but they do just slot in. So there we are. It's time for a brand new section. Birthday it's, girl. Yeah. Do you want to tell us all about it? I would love to. Uh, we've come up with it just now. Uh, it's called What We Play In. Mm. It's what we play in time. Time to talk about the games, what we have been playing. Peter Austin, what have you been playing? I've sort of, without planning it at all, I've had a bit of a Crash Bandicoot week this week. Mm. Um, not only have I streamed The Wrath of Cortex, oh. which has been enjoyably wonky and weird. Was that the first one after the original on trilogy? Two, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but just in my own time, I've just somehow started playing Crash Bandicoot 4. I, in fact, I know how, it's, how it happened. When I did my art stream on... Monday or whenever it was, I um, I always have a bit of music on in the background. Sometimes it's just like royalty-free coffee lounge jazz music, but sometimes I'll play a video game soundtrack like The Sims or something mm-hmm. relaxing. And not particularly relaxing, but I, for some reason, decided to put on Crash Bandicoot 4. And I was listening to it and I was like, man, this is, this is good. I enjoy this. I like this soundtrack. And um, then on, I was off was it because I was off work for a day? Or I can't remember anything that's happened this week. But anyway, for whatever reason, it might have just been in the evening. I decided to boot up Crash Bandicoot. And I had a really good time. And um, I'm about halfway through. 
and I'm doing a lot better with it than I did first time I played it, where I found it quite difficult, but still enjoyable and rewarding. And for the first time, I don't know if you, did you play Ashton? No? I um, have played the, the inverted modes, which is where you go back and you can play a level that you've already completed, but it will apply some like weird visual effect and they're all different ones. Mm. Um, so there's one where everything is completely white, but when you spin, it splats paint everywhere and colors in the um, the world. You know, like, um, what's that thing called? The, the swan? What's Unfinished that? swan. Unfinished swan, it's a bit like that. Um, and there's one where it's like all old timey. So there's like a film grain and the the in-level music has been changed to like a honky-tonk version, uh, which is, you know, it's really fun. So I was aware of those and I don't think I played any of them the first time around. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it, it just, uh, it's it's good replay value and it flip, it mirrors the stage as well when you do those. Oh, so okay. it is like playing a different level. So just been having a good time playing Crash Bandicoot. I think I needed it after... Um, Star Wars was, you know, I was kind of up against it with that, um, just to sit down with something that's a lot more straightforward and just runs. Um, I've just <laughs> been enjoying that. as It's kind of a, a familiar palate cleanser, really. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going away now for a few days, so I don't know when I'm going to get to finish it. But I've uh, been having a good time with Crash 4. Hmm. Ashton, what have you been playing? I've played a fourth game as well. It's Pikmin 4. Mm. That's what I've been playing. I had a busy weekend and then I got home on Sunday night and I was like, hey, let me just boot it up. Let me just give it a go. Let's just give it a go. Uh, and I've been having a lovely time. I think it's very nice. It's very relaxing. When my Pikmin die, I don't really mind that much because <laughs> I could just get more. Uh, it's, it's a terrible mindset, but right. I'm not attached Jeff to them. There's Bezos. too many of them. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> My Amazon employees, if they get eaten by a bug, um, just get more. They get more. Uh, yeah, I have really enjoyed that game. It's really nice. The like the art style is really lovely, and yeah, I've just been having fun. Mm. It's just nice. It's just mm. a nice game that I've been playing most evenings. Um, the only thing I don't like about it, though, mm -hmm. which I think is an issue with the fact that it's this is just the format of Pikmin, is that you only have a certain amount of time in the day that you can go exploring. And then by like in the last kind of chunk of the day, it says, hurry up. And then it starts counting down and you have to collect all your Pikmin and take them back to the ship, which is fine. But then because it's a Nintendo game, there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of yabbering from all the NPCs back and forth. So as the day ends, a little yabbering about nothing most of the time. They're just like, they're having a conversation in the ship and then the next day rolls around. Um, and that always annoys me because that just like stops everything so much before you can actually get back into it. Sometimes they're talking about like story things. Like if you've unlocked a new character or you saved someone's life, it's like, yeah, good job. But sometimes it's just like, where do you think the dog comes from? Don't know. Hell. Bless you. Bless you. you. God, sorry, I shouldn't have said that, should I? Oh, no. I was about to say, I well, said God well, she's next. six times now, possibly. And there was only two, but that doesn't mean there's no more coming. No. Um, but yeah, I, I like that. It also annoys me that the nighttime levels, you can't do a daytime level and then do a nighttime level. You have to pick if you want to do a daytime or a nighttime one, and then it skips the next day with a nighttime one. So you can't really like complete it in any less than probably about... It's not guys. So I thought it was going to come. Oh, nearly, <laughs> nearly sneezed. Um, any less than about 30 days. I'm on day 15 now, and I think I'm about two thirds of the way through. So, yeah, I'm having fun with it, but I don't love all of the yibby yabbering. The yibby yabbering. The, the NPCs. Mm -hmm. So, what have you been playing, Ben? 
I have played a few things. I uh, played a few things with Peter, actually. Yeah, I was going to... I realized that. As soon as I handed over to Ashton, I was like, wait, there's more. Ashton was away at the weekend, so Peter and I, I had a party. Same babies. Um, which was really exciting because we were like, thank God, Ashton's not there. We can really let our hair down mm. and just, and I don't know, just be cool as heck. Um, no, it was... It's because whenever I'm around, everyone doesn't think you're cool because I'm so cool. Yeah. That's not my fault. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to argue with that. When I'm, when I'm so cool, it just makes you guys just look not cool. Mm, that's why we were excited yeah. to have yeah. this, this little gathering. Yeah. It was the last night in my flat. Mm. So I had a few people over from the Triple Jump crew, and we played... Uh, Et al. Hmm? Et al. The Cultaholic boys were there too. That's some, true. Some of those. One of them. Yeah. Yes. One of them Just was one there. Of them. One of them was there. <laughs> more, right. more were coming, mm. but Cultaholic then they were more were coming. Uh, so we played a few different things. We played Trials Fusion. Mm. That elicited great joy. Everyone loved Trials Fusion. I haven't played that in forever. The unicorn. Yeah, and then I had a go and I kicked everyone's ass and I was told that I wasn't allowed to play anymore because I was just too cool. Again, you, you know, if you were there, you probably would have won oh, and you would have had the same same issue. A uh, little bit of Mario Kart 8 and most of the evening was dedicated to Jackbox, which yeah. I haven't played that much Jackbox in one sitting in a long time, but it was really fun. Everyone yeah. was on top form and there were some of the most messed up user-submitted content I've ever seen in my entire I life. I saw one one thing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, context. wow, that's that level is what it we're at. It reached that level. It did. It really did. It was like, uh, it was a slow ramp up to that, but you just caught it at the apex yeah, yeah, in the did. group chat and you had no idea what was going on. But it, it was, was cards against humanity level sort of humor there. But, yeah. really awful but we couldn't stuff. even blame it on the cards. It was stuff that had come from our brains. Yeah. So mm -hmm. You did it. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with TKO in particular, um, combining mm -hmm. the, sl the slogans and the pictures. There was some very good stuff there. So that was, that was really fun. Outside of that, um, I moved house and I'm covered in like loads of tiny mystery bruises all over my arms and legs because yeah. I've been moving furniture around and upstairs and downstairs and so on. And so I haven't had a huge amount of time, but I did manage to play a little bit of Diablo 4 because as I say every week, you can switch your brain off mm. and play it. And that was nice. And I played a little bit more Oxen Free 2. I played some last night and I'm still really enjoying that. It it has gone, it really is going hell for leather with the spooks. It's just this is a spooky, weird game. There's no there is a mystery at the center of it because you don't know what's going on. But last time I felt it sort of built up and peppered in the horror until it reached a climax, whereas this game is just, well, weird stuff is happening, so you're just going to have to get used to people with red eyes floating above the ground and loud, horrible, radio staticky noises. So good luck with that. Mm. Uh, I haven't... The first game I enjoyed so much, I think, because you can feasibly finish it in one sitting and you can just sit there and play it. I haven't yet... Had, I think maybe I've played the game the second one in total for perhaps three hours so far. So I don't know how far through I am. And also I can't say for sure whether or not you could play it in one sitting, but I'm really looking forward to playing more and hopefully I can finish it over the weekend when mm. things calm down a little bit. Mm. And that's what I've been playing. I'm really excited this weekend because I'm having some powers over oh. and I'm going to force them all to play everybody Are one Are you to celebrating switch. because... Because Peter's not yeah. in town. Yeah, it, it's right? my birthday and I said, well, I don't really want Peter to be there. Uh, yeah. Whenever yes. it's a birthday thing, it gets really weird about it. I so that's true. Uh, but I'm going to make everyone play everybody one two switch. Oh, <laughs> must we? Yeah, I <laughs> okay. just want to give it another go and see. Is it really as bad as I think it is? Mm. 
I think the answer is yes. The reviews say yes. Yeah. Our short time with it says say yes. yes. I missed that last time as well you because did. I had to leave. Yeah. Um, it was like the last, we'd sort of finished, what were we doing that night? D&D. Oh yeah, yeah it was D&D. And then uh, I was heading off and you were like, we've got time for a quick game of this. And I was like, oh. It's a shame we're going to miss that. We um, was just taking photos of things in Ashton's yeah, fridge. Honestly, that was basically it. We tried to play it for like to capture some footage after mm. we did the review corner a few weeks ago. And we just couldn't, it would not let us pass that one game. We played like two games. Yeah, it's got like a spinning thing where yeah. you have to hold it to spin and then it just selected the same game we'd already oh, played. Right. Yeah. And there was so much guff in between that we literally played the game for like a minute and a half yeah. total. A lot of it was tutorial and watching a man in a horse head costume try and shake be funny. his head around. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the funniest bit is when he wobbles his, his little. What's mask. his name? Right. Horace. Uh, I think it's Ochi. MC Horace. Ochi. What? No, that's from Pikmin. Yeah, I know. I'm being a dick. Yeah. Well, I look forward to enduring to that. that this week. Yeah. <laughs> it's my birthday, so you have to. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, question two now from Richard Major. Hey you, news is a PS5 version of The Last of Us Part 2 will be coming soon. Do you think that this will be a free upgrade or a paid upgrade for £15-ish or a whole new game for £70-ish? Is a paid upgrade fair? And what would the the new version of the game have to need to offer to be worth £70 people who already own the PS4 version? Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Richard. I think they're probably just going to charge full price for it, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. At least, it won't be £15. It, they, might, they might be kind and like do it for like 35 or something possibly as an upgrade but no i think they're just going to sell it separately i mean i'm not being funny but like if you thought that the last of us part one was a bit of a cash grab this just oh boy (laughs) this just feels almost insidious to be honest Mm -hmm. um is there any need for this at all? Like the PS5 version looks great or a PS4 version looks great already. And there's already a compatibility patch with the PS5 yeah. as well. Right. So it's at least 60 frames on PS5, the yeah. PS4 version. This did not need to happen. I can't even imagine what they would add, even if they were going to, you know, try and bolster the value of it. Like They're not they... going to add anything. Well, no. Well, actually, there might be something. This is why I think it probably will be £70. Because mm. the reason we learned about this is because the... Uh, the composer from the game, and I'm so oh, sorry, yeah. I am so sorry, his name might be Gustavo Santaolala. Right. Oh, Probably cool not pronounced name. like that, though. Uh, it was during a podcast interview, and he said, uh, in a new edition of the game, players will be able to approach the composer in-game and request songs for him to play, probably from, like, the town. So they are actually... It sounds like they're adding features. Okay. So it's not just... What I've always wanted The Last of Us is to be able to have a jukebox feature. Well, yeah, regardless of how crap that may or may not be, it sounds like stuff is being added rather than it, than it just being like an enhanced version. Right. right. So that, that will probably be their justification for money, please. Naughty yeah. Dog are being so weird with this. Like, yeah. I do they need the money? Do they really need the money this bad? Everyone needs money, especially when you're a in a cosy lives. Like a yeah, well, exactly. In this, They're in this like, cosy lives. Hey, I'm in charge of a really successful game studio, and there's a cost of living crisis. So you know, I can't afford as much caviar at the moment. So we need to release last. Neil Druckmann loves caviar. Yeah, he, he does. loves it. Yeah, it's so it's so crap. Of if they release it for seventy pounds, if they charge people full price mm. for a game that they might already own. Just so it has a white line at the top that says PS5 on the box. Are you, I will I be 
full of rage. I'll, I'll go crazy for that white light. Yeah. I'll go crazy for that composer who you can meet in the town. Gustavo. You barely yeah. even Santa in the town. Lala. Yeah. My favourite of the Teletubbies. Yeah. Santa I just... Lala. <laughs> Possibly. Santa mm-hmm. Lala. Um, anyway, I... If they charge seventy pounds for this, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna riot. Ruin your birthday. It will ruin my birthday. <laughs> Retroactively. Um, yeah, I just think like Naughty Dog. Everything that they've done this year has just baffled me. Like the fact that they charge full price for the um, mm-hmm. the part Last of Us Part mm-hmm. One. Yeah. The fact that like they might potentially be charging seventy pounds for this. There is nothing, nothing you can add to this game that would make me buy it again. Mm. The first game came out twenty twenty. 2019? Yeah, 2020. Three years ago. You're going to charge me £70 for a game that came out three years ago that I already own? Neil, sort it out. Neil, stop. Please. I know you're a big fan of the podcast. Don't do that. Neil, come on. Neil. Behave. Cancel the project. We know it's probably finished already. But... Don't have to cancel it. Just don't sell it for 70 quid. For they, do, for they do have previous, albeit slightly different previous. So The Last of Us, the original one, came out on PS3 in June of 2013. Then in July of 2014, they released The Last of Us Remastered Mm -hmm. on PS4. Now, admittedly, in that case, there was no backwards compatibility. So this was the only way you could play it. But people did still balk at that. They were like, that's, uh, that feels a bit bit rude, doesn't it? To make Mm -hmm. us buy it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then here, you're right, three years later, but the difference being, and this isn't confirmed yet, but it sounds like it's probably happening based on this leak. The the difference being that, that there is backwards compatibility and the PS4 version already has a compatibility patch for mm. PS5, which is free. Uh, so I think it, mainstream coverage and like acceptance and promotion clearly just is making Sony do weird stuff yeah uh, in regards to the TV TV show you know this is the only reason this is happening is because of the TV show like this they would not be doing this if not for the TV show Mm. and at the risk of ruining Ashton's birthday they're clearly willing to do this because they know that there will be new eyes on The Last of Us yeah. who will want to buy it, the, and they'll want it with the white line on it. They well, want, they'll think the PS4 one is old because they've got a white one yeah. for the for the first game. So that's how does one that thing. Work? It's one thing to be like, well, we're re-releasing the game again, and people will buy it again. But it's another thing to then not say, and if you want the PS5 version of the game, if you own it digitally there's a like a small fee for the upgrade then that's that's one thing if there's additional content and they're like extra 10 15 pounds and you can have all the additional content that we've added to the PlayStation 5 version that's one thing but if you tell me that I have a 70 pounds game that I purchased 3 years ago and if I want to be able to go and speak to the composer Mr Santalala in the town and say please pay me the song where he dies and then it's like yeah no bother I'll do that for you right now that's not worth 70 pounds mm. no I mean there might be more go on Spotify well, no that's it that's no. it that's the only thing you might what be able else, to meet the composer in various other add? locations yeah, as well true. he's like the merchant from yeah. Resident Evil he just <laughs> he moves around the wasteland what song would you like because <laughs> he was he was being interviewed because he had a cameo in the TV show and he said well oh, just really? you wait until you hear about the new second game I'm going to be in that as well you can come up and ask me to play I think by if this is true by virtue of that alone it's already different from for example the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection which Mm. was just a 
was it a P- PS5 version of the PS4 Uncharted yeah. games? Mm-hmm. And there you had to pay an upgrade fee and I suppose that's sort of understandable. It was it wasn't too expensive, but because the game is going to be different, they're definitely gonna they're definitely that's gonna charge seventy quid. They literally I, made the first one look like the second one. How are they gonna I was gonna say I haven't yeah. played the second one since it came out because it was a really heavy game yeah. and I'm in no rush to replay it. Uh but it looked in like incredible. Yeah. All it needed to do was run in sixty frames, which it does. Mm. So we may be wrong. They may say, hey, you know, a lot of you already have it, so just give us a small amount and we'll let you have the full, you know, with new features, PS5 version. But I think we all know that there's a good chance no. this is going to be a brand new game. I'll let Neil put egg on my face. Big pun? I'll let Neil put egg on my face. my face if he says, just, just kidding, it's actually only tenor. And I'd be like, hey, Neil, that's fair enough. What kind of eggs would you like? Scrambled, if that's oh, all right. Scrambled oh. eggs on your face? I'd rather they're not than just raw egg. What, would what, you, what kind of egg would you like on your face? Freshly scrambled or? Well, it doesn't have to be freshly scrambled. Okay, because otherwise you might get burned. Just you don't want that. Lukewarm, ah, cold, ah. scrambled egg. Yeah, well, it's not going to cause that much of an issue, is it? No, I guess it's not. been scrambled Ashton over here. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> scrambled Ashton. <laughs> that's such no, a good point. Uh, 70 pounds, probably. And no, that's not good value unless they do something, unless it's the Joel Survives version. Do you know, and then I don't, I don't know what, what, then possible the, reason could there be for the, 70 pounds the, the smelly boys will be able to play it at last yeah mm. finally yeah maybe Ellie gets killed at the beginning <laughs> yeah Ellie, Ellie's straight suddenly oh, yeah. and Joel survives <laughs> a take of it my that, money that just turns Ellie into a boy yeah this is Elliot he was always Elliot uh, forever well gracious. the thing is um, uh, you're right about you know more. there's more eyes on it now as a mm. franchise and yeah I think like it's fine if they want to charge money for it for those people who've never owned it, but then they should just offer the the upgrade to everyone else for free or or, or less. Like I I agree that there's justification to bring out a new version of it on PS5. People who haven't played it in the first place and don't own it, mm. charge them seventy quid. That's fine. They can go talk to the composer. Maybe you get to meet the art director, and they're like in a gallery. Yeah, that's somewhere. very exciting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. <laughs> So even that, what I'm saying is that even that justification of like, oh, well, there's lots of new people interested in The Last of Us now, so we thought we'd bring it. Yeah, all right, do that. Sell it to them, but don't charge the rest of us. But you tell him, Peter. Yeah, I just did. Neil. Neil. Put your egg away. Put it down, Neil. Neil. This is probably a a command from above Naughty Dog, to be fair. But even so, we don't like it. No. Stop it. 15 pounds or get out. Mm. (laughs) It's time for something a bit strange. Yeah. Uh, some say it's called Weird News. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. It's weird news time. Time for some weird video game news. Remember, if you'd like to submit your weird video game news stories to us, you can do so on the relevant social media platform on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Tuesday. Tuesday. I, I check every week and I forget. 
the minute I ask. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to guarantee a shout out at this point in the podcast, however, you need to go to patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. Support us at a certain tier and become a podcast producer just like G.Y. Goliath, Nicole Hampson, Duncan Wilson, Katie Garrett or Jared, Melody Elbonet, Nexus Polaris, Gabrielle Philippink, and Blake Thomas. Thank, Thank you, podcast, podcast producers. producers. Uh, Peter, you got some weird news. Then. I have, and it's from podcast producer Nexus Polaris. Wow, we. It's according to <laughs> Nintendo Life. Random. Random. Written by Ollie Reynolds. Random, colon. Japanese parents are using Pikmin to keep their children in line. I really like this story. Subheading, gather round, kids. Okay. Are you gathered, children? There's nothing, uh, there's really nothing quite like a child's imagination, is there? Before the dire blah, blah, blah. Parents in Japan have clearly (laughs) cottoned on to this and have decided to utilize the Pikmin franchise to keep their children from misbehaving. As spotted by the folks over at Automaton, parents essentially allow their children to pretend to be Pikmin, thus ensuring they remain close when out and about. Translated, the above tweet reads, and they've embedded a tweet that's written in Japanese, um, from at Mimi Hitujida. Translated, the above tweet reads, My four-year-old son always tries to wander off when we go shopping, so I told him, you're a Pikmin, and mommy is that one that the Pikmin follow around. It worked so well. He follows my steps perfectly while squeaking like a Pikmin. Thank you, Nintendo. This one's going to work for a while. That's very sweet. Other parents are getting in on the action too, with another stating they will imitate blowing a whistle while stopping to gather their children around. Translated tweet. Same here. My son in middle school and daughter in grade school love Pikmin, so when I imitate blowing a whistle while shopping, they come to me and gather round. They also want to carry toilet paper and other stuff like little Pikmin. I'm so thankful to Nintendo. (laughs) That's literally so cute. It's genuinely a wholesome way of tapping into children's imaginations to keep them from potentially misbehaving. It's also an excellent demonstration of how the Pikmin franchise has resonated so well with audiences, something that's sure to only grow exponentially with the release of Pikmin 4. Why don't kids do that with lemmings, huh? Yeah. Kids love lemmings. Just walking in a straight line off, off a cliff if yeah. they have to, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is a myth that was propagated by Disney or someone. Lemmings, the game. They, they threw some lemmings off a cliff and filmed it, basically. That's what happened. Oh, sorry, Ashton. What? You've ruined her birthday. I've ruined her birthday. I was really enjoying the story about it's little It's like Eris dies all over again. You just have yeah. to ruin it. I don't know if they to... threw them, but they forced them. They... Right. So... <laughs> And the end result was the Not same. Not much better, though. No, lemmings went off a cliff and they said, huh, look at these lemmings. They'll follow each other off a cliff, idiots. Disney? Disney. Disney. It might not have been Disney, but I think it was Disney. Disney. We can blame Disney for yeah. small yeah, things. Yeah, they own everything. So He's dead Disney. anyway. For now. Suck it. <laughs> Disney. Okay. I have some news. Do you? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was submitted it? by so many people. It was from James Matthews, Fred Whitaker Jr., Ernie Arrowsmith, Annika Brock, and Stephen Scotus. Blimey. Good. Biggest news of the week, clearly. Mm. Comes from Kotaku by Ethan Gatt. And Kieran Henry. And Kieran Henry. He also sent this. Everyone sent a different uh, outlet. Like, every single one was a different outlet. I was, I was honestly quite impressed. Everyone's done a write-up of this story. Yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem Xbox Controller, Smells Like Actual Pizza. Mm. Microsoft shocks the world with another Hollywood crossover. Is that de- is that delivery? No, it's an Xbox Series X slash S controller designed and allowed to smell like pizza. In the lead up to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem's August 2023 release, Microsoft is giving away a certain number of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle themed slice infused controllers. 
Designed to deliver the smell of the turtles. Sounds disgusting, mm. by the way. Ooze. <laughs> Sludge. Um, beloved meal... The Turtles is a beloved meal to your game time. These exclusive Xbox wireless controllers come with a built-in sense diffuser shaped like a delicious slice of New York czar. Reads the official description. As long as it doesn't end up smelling disgusting, it'll probably make me very hungry while sitting down to play and probably kill your battery life in the process. Uh, the the picture's not... What oh, is it battery God. powered? This it must because it's a scent diffuser, so I think... Oh, probably, yeah, like a... Mm. I really love the picture... That they that they keep that, that woman tweeted out. is loving the smell. She's I really... bet it smells horrible. Mm, I bet it smells like those cushions we used to get sent at videos. Yeah, it smells like solvents, or yeah. it's yeah. gonna smell basically just like an Italian herb. Mm. Yeah, like at best it will just smell like oregano Garlic, and maybe. slightly Garlic. like weirdly Tomato. sweet. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. There are four unique controller variations, one for each of the four turtles, sporting their names in graffiti, profile pic, and weapon of choice alongside the green ooze paint jobs. They actually look really neat, and like a lot of Microsoft very recent branded partnerships, it'd be cool if you could actually just go out and buy them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it smells it smells like pizza. And I then do like a lot the design of, of the controllers. Mm-hmm. Not interested in having a controller smell. Thank you very much. No, me neither. I don't care what it smells like. Especially not food, though, because either, as we say, it's going to just smell bad, yeah. like rubbish, or at best, it will smell like actual pizza. But then it's like, now I just want pizza. Mm. And I, when I'm sitting gaming, I'm going to feel like I'm going to have the constant temptation to order takeaway when I shouldn't be doing that at my mm-hmm. age. <laughs> not on the regular, anyway. Wow. There we have it. Pizza, weird. pizza controllers. Mm. I don't want one either. No. I don't think I'd like oh, it. Well, damn it, we don't need to return that. Yeah. yeah. God. Uh, might, I've got some weird news here. This is from Lloyd Williams at Lloyd W ninety on Twitter, and it is. I've got to agree to a privacy agreement. There is from Kotaku and Claire Jackson. Diablo 4's stingy battle pass won't let you afford even a single item. <laughs> here we go. Like many battle passes for live service games, Diablo 4 lets you earn some of its premium currency as you grind your way through each of the tiers. And while fans might be ready to take the pass's sweet 666 platinum to their wallets, they certainly won't be taking it to the in-game shop, as that's not enough to afford even the cheapest item for sale. Last week, Diablo 4 kicked off its live service mode into full gear. It hasn't gone well. At first, Blizzard rolled out an update that turned out to be a proper disaster, it says. Doesn't explain what that is. Blizzard had to activate its damage control skill, hoping to cool down the community with a we-didn't-want-to-upset-you-babe livestream. <laughs> and while it remains to be seen if and how Blizzard writes this ship, fans are also pointing out how unfair the premium currency situation in Diablo 4 is. As a post on Reddit from a few days ago spells out, the most affordable item in Diablo's microtransaction shop is 800 platinum. That leaves players who complete complete the battle pass 134 platinum short. And since battle passes cost 1,000 platinum, that 666 won't even be enough to get next season's battle pass, assuming its cost doesn't decrease. Battle passes in many live service games such as Fortnite, Call of Duty, and even Halo Infinite typically reward you with enough premium currency that if you save your digital goods, you'll have enough to snag next year's season. 
If Diablo 4 continues to reward just 666 platinum and keeps its battle pass cost the same, the situation is only going to suck more, as one Redditor points out. If the maths remains the same and you save up your battle pass spoils, you'll eventually be able to afford Season 3's pass with 1,332 platinum. And then, once you earn the next 666 coins, you'll be at 998, too shy of oh, 1,000. So you'll have to possibly wait until Season 5 to afford the next one with your base earnings. Uh. Battle passes, they're good for gamers. We love them. We love them. Lots More battle passes, please. Stupid. Boys. I had a look at the battle. Oh, sorry. No, you carry on. I had a look at the battle pass, and um, uh, I'm not a high enough level to even go near. What is it. on it? Just like cosmetics. I'm, I, it must be. You're not a high enough level. Well, to I'm level give like money forty and... something. I think maybe I needed to go into when I started out the other day. It said something like, "You're going into the the basic idiot game." The baby mode. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Not baby mode. It's really cool mode, actually. Right. Cool baby mode. Do you want to call baby mode? Do you want to do that? Or do you want to go into like battle pass land? Mm -hmm. I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) I don't want to go into battle pass land. I'm quite happy in the land I'm in already. So it's not even like, I need to look into it more. But certainly as a complete newbie to Diablo Mm. and this whole battle pass thing they're doing, at face value, that's a confusing setup because I don't know if I'm going to have to start from scratch. Probably not, I would assume. But it's asking me if I want to go into a different mode to mm. use the battle pass, and that doesn't right. seem right. Weird. If so. only the number of the beast in the Bible or wherever that's from would have uh, had been one thousand and one, then yeah. we would have all had enough platinum to buy a next season. <sighs> Alas, it's not not the way it works. It's not. What's up, Ashton? I would like to know if you would like to know what games are coming out next month. I would flip in right here in this podcast. Right here in this podcast, right now. I would love. If you're watching at home, you even get to see them. It's crazy. Whoa. Well, good good news for you guys because I've done just that, and it's time to have like an Xbox gaming forecast. Do we have a slate for that? Scarlet Fire. (laughs) There it is. Some highly anticipated games dropping in August, one coming early, one that was delayed out of July, and a few that have been here all along. Here are just a few of the games to have on your radar in August. Launching on PC a month earlier than promised, though PS5 owners do have to wait until September 6th, is Bear Shagging Simulator Baldur's Gate 3. Set in the world of Dungeons and Dragons, this RPG is you exploring a tale of fellowship, betrayal, sacrifice and power in the journey to get one of 17,000 possible endings. Pick a race, a class and a Luke and dive into Baldur's Gate 3 on August 3rd. Next up to check out on August 10th is Focus Entertainment's Atlas Fallen. Another RPG, yes, but this time it's mystical monsters and a superpowered protagonist taking the spotlight. Surf on top of the timeless desert sand and use it to fight those gigantic monsties. Praised for its surprisingly small file size and a pretty good looking art style and decent gameplay, Atlas Fallen launches on PC, PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. Now onto the sequel of 2020's chaotic removal game, Moving Out 2, which is launching on PC, Switch, PlayStation and Xbox on August 17th. Play in couch co-op or online with friends in a series of levels that have you moving furniture out of various structures that increase in chaos and complexity as you progress. With lots of fun to be had with pals, and maybe a few arguments too, check out Moving Out 2 when it releases. Next up after being delayed out of July is EA's new Magic FPS Immortals of Avum. 
defend the planet as Jack, an elite battle mage, and use the three colours of magic to save a world that's in the midst of an ever-war over the control of the magic. Fight through hordes of ghoulies, magical soldiers, and big old monsters using offensive and defensive spells. Immortals of Avon launches on PS5, PC, and Xbox Series on August 22nd. The last game I wanted to mention is one that was announced over three years ago. That is Goodbye Volcano High. The final year of high school has arrived, and though it may be the end of an era, and also maybe the world, doesn't mean there isn't time for love to bloom. There is rhythm action mechanics as you play through the original songs, poster slash album cover design, and of course, a dinosaur-fronted love story. What more could you want? Goodbye Volcano High launches on PlayStation and PC on August 29th. And lastly, not a game, but hopefully a big week for gamers, Gamescom is once again taking place in Cologne from August 23rd until the 27th. With Jeff Keighley's opening night live taking place on August 22nd, we'll hopefully get some new announcements and maybe some updates on the latter half of the year. Or we'll get two hours of rubbish spliced between ads for cars and or burritos. That's all I wanted to tell you about for this month, so I think it's time we get back to it, don't you? Wow, thank you, Ashton Matthews. Thanks, Ashton Matthews. No problem. It's time for... Oh, God, how are we going to transition this? Should we just do it and then I'll just read it? It's time for the big discussion, okay. everybody. It's sure. the big discussion. This week's big discussion comes courtesy of Steve from Minecraft. Just Steve. Wow. Hello, you beauties. At the recent SDCC, that's San Dionco Compic Comp, 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 <laughs> yes. uh, they announced more details for Wolverine, Black Panther, and Wonder Woman. Do you think with lots more superhero games on the way, fans could end up with superhero game burnout, similar to some fans being burnt out by the amount of superhero films? Stay safe. Love you, bye. Stev. Stev. Is that right? That's... It's not a typo. No. You didn't accidentally miss off an E. Pretty sure I didn't. Pretty okay. sure it was Stev. just Stev. Stev. Maybe Steve missed off the E. Mm. I'm missing We e. know his name's Steve. He knows his name's Steve. That's Maybe all that matters. Maybe he accidentally put an E at the start and his, his name is Stev. Stev the whole time. Mm. God, we'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. That's it. not the question, though. No. Did you guys pay attention to anything going on at San Dianco Comp? Comp? I saw the Spider-Man story trailer. Mm-hmm. And that is it. I didn't okay. even necessarily think that there would be gaming. It's not that I didn't think there would be gaming stuff, but I didn't think to look what gaming stuff had happened. And then I saw this question. I was like, oh, yeah, there was probably some gaming stuff there. But yeah. um, I saw a little bit of, I think, I saw an article about Star Wars Outlaws, which I assume was actually off the back of San Diego mm-hmm. Comp and Conk. But uh, I, I just saw it in isolation and read about it. So, yeah, um, that's all I saw. Mm-hmm. What about mm-hmm. you? Uh, no, I'm not. I think it happened while I was moving house. So yeah. I'm not that I would usually so pay attention holiday. anyway. Yeah. And all the game information tends to filter out through yeah, exactly. IGN and yeah. other websites. So let's uh, um, don't need to watch everything. So yeah, I don't know necessarily about these new details. In fact, I'm interested in Wolverine at least. So I will actually look those up after the fact. But um, I think potentially in the long run we could end up with superhero burnout in the gaming world. I think at the moment we're we're too early on on the curve. We're on the upward curve. We've had you know, at least one really good superhero franchise uh, come out in the form of Spider-Man. And well, before that, Batman Arkham, but you're going back a few years there. Mm. Um, And so right now, I think we're probably, as I say, on the upward curve, we're going to have like some really good, hopefully some really good quality superhero games. Everyone's going to enjoy them, have a good time. And then maybe in a few years time, when we're down to the dregs and there's like a Green Lantern game coming out and a, and a Hawkeye game. We might wow, like, hmm. suck it, Green Lantern. Wow. Yeah. Green Lantern, you're rubbish. Um, Hawkeye then. When Hawkeye comes out, <laughs> we might all be like, oh no, I've had enough of this. Um, 
but it's difficult because I mean I am not super super not super into the superhero films uh, that have been coming out even when they were at their at their peak. So I've never been much of a Marvel boy, um, and even you know like the Batman films of, of various reboots that have happened uh, in the past five ten years. I've not really partaken in those. So it's difficult for me to say exactly what it is about the superhero films that have caused the the fatigue, whether it's sheerly just just the sheer number of them yeah. or or something else. Maybe like if there's actually been a drop off in quality. I don't yeah. know. So, yeah. 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 Ashton and I have been riding the the MCU train you have. pretty much since the beginning. And it's it's since Dis- it's since Disney Disney Plus, right? Yeah. It's the amount of TV shows, the amount of things you've got to keep track of, all the stories splintering off. There's so much more content. Well, I saw the um what's Samuel L. Jackson's character called? Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. Nick, the Nick Fury see, uh, Secret Invasion. Yeah, Secret yeah. Invasion. Yeah. The final episode has been rated 13% oh on like my Rotten Tomatoes. God, I thought it got off to a strong I haven't watched any of it. It apparently did get it. off reasonably well. Like it was like 70 odd percent or fine. more. But then like, the finale was apparently only 13%. But the problem is that you have to watch it to know who yeah. Cloingo is in the you new You actually Captain really don't have Marvel. to watch it. Do you not? Okay, I don't well, I don't something. think that it's going to impact anything at all mm-hmm. really. Well that's good. I I may watch it at some point. Like I made a real point as did a lot of you know cuz the MCU was never bigger than during the Infinity War stuff. Yeah. And then when Endgame was done the drop off in quality was, was kind of remarkable. Mm-hmm. We all all of us all of us MC you you boys YouTube yeah. MC YouTubers thank you. Uh we all like tuned in to Disney Plus because they were like here's, here's like six new TV shows and we're like some of these are alright mm. some of them are not and even the good ones weren't consistent the whole way through and it all felt like like they, they made flipping Falcon the new Captain America on a TV show right mm. and now he's going to show up whenever he next shows up yeah. as Captain America and, and there's a good chance that a lot of the audience are going to go what? What the hell is that? Well, it's like how someone said, if you just watch the Guardians of the Galaxy mo- movies because you just like them, yeah. in between two and three, one of the main characters just dies and you don't know why. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Those are the only yeah. ones I've actually seen, uh, like gone out of my way to actually watch. And mm. I've not seen the third one yet because I know it's so much has happened in between those two, which I need to sort of at least read up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's volume. It's it's definitely, vo- it's and DC volume. has just been putting out the some of the worst movies <laughs> I've ever seen, full yeah. stop, I mean, like, regardless say, of genre. As you say, like hide, sort of hiding, well, deliberately hiding stuff away, but putting stuff in a show that is then going to impact the the films. Like yeah. it, it's the same thing, you know, from my perspective, I'm the, I'm the Star Wars nerd instead. And it's what they did with Grogu in Book of Boba Fett. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the Mandalorian season whatever he went off and was like oh bye bye you're going off with Luke Skywalker then at the start of the next season he's just like sitting in the side seat of the ship like what you know if my parents or something had watched the Mandalorian which it's that kind of show where there are some people who aren't Star Wars fans who are enjoying Mm -hmm. it they would be like, what on earth has happened? It was the first time I've ever seen a soft launch of season two of a TV show in a different TV show. It was so weird, wasn't it? It It was a really weird choice. Point is, though, I don't think we're at that situation with games because they're not connected in that fashion. I feel worry because I think doing a superhero game is very difficult. And luckily, I mean, apart from Wonder Woman, Black Panther and Wolverine 
and Spider-Man, they're not like really, really OP superheroes. Mm. Like those are characters that, yeah, they can, they will take a punch because they are human beings mm. that have a special skill. Like the fact that Wolverine's made of metal and he can't die. Yes. Uh, Iron Man is what Iron Man, If anything, yeah. Wolverine is like, actually the most video game protagonist accurate character in all of yeah. fiction yeah. because he heals up yeah, yeah. Exactly. and really strong. And my worry is that these ones all seem durable. Like the Wonder Woman has, she's a bit OP, but she's fine. Um, if you start then reaching out into some of the other characters that are literally like unkillable machines that have insane powers and then you say, well, at the beginning of the game, you only have the ability to do yeah. small punch with flame, not big punch with flame. And later on, he manages to do that. And you're like, well, but why? We already know this guy's mad powerful. Why are we not? We, we, not, we come into a game, we expect it can be powerful. It's mm. a bit like doing a Jedi in a game. Yeah. It's like quite hard to do. because You have to balance it that the character is can, like, can die and mm. will be beaten sometimes. But sometimes, especially in the first Jedi Fallen Order game, it felt like he didn't really, his lightsaber wasn't really doing that much. It kind of didn't feel like correct. But it's the same with sequels to superhero games or, mm. or a Star Wars game where, all right, in number one, you can come up with a lore reason why they're just sort of getting to grips with their powers. Maybe yeah. it's the origin story or whatever. Um, but then when the second one comes out, do you give them all the powers and abilities they had from the previous game? Mm. And if so, how do you introduce those to what might be a new player who didn't mm. play the first one? Do you just throw them in and say, by the way, you can flip, you can fly, you can do these abilities, you've got this power as well that like changes your fists into fire or whatever. Yeah. Um, or do you take them away and reintroduce them? Or, you know, what do you do? So Because you can't do a Lara Croft where she falls out of a plane and loses all of her stuff apart from one climbing claw mm. kratos got depowered yeah the start of sometimes there are reasons mm. like they've got amnesia or they've been zapped yeah. by kryptonite or whatever yeah. it is but yeah there's not always going to be a reason or if there is it's going to feel forced like why is it why is there always a reason that this happens in my superhero sequel yeah mm. yeah um i we've we've got more superhero games coming than just the just the three that were name dropped by stev there mm -hmm. uh obviously we've got spider-man 2 there's suicide squad uh there are two black panther games black coming game. i don't think that suicide squad game is ever coming out no probably not there are two black panther games coming out there's the one that was announced recently from ea and the other, there's the other one that's with captain america set during world war ii from amy hennig and yes. sky dance so there are two black panther games in development at the moment i feel like because they're coming from different studios and different, um, they, they cover different superheroes and they're not connected, I feel like that alleviates a lot of the issues that mm -hmm. we've seen with the movies and mm. the TV shows and, and stuff like that. Um, I feel like, <clears throat> excuse me, if any burnout is going to be felt or superhero fatigue is going to be felt by anybody regarding these games it's probably bleeding over from movie fatigue yeah. i don't think yeah. it's necessarily the fault of the games themselves because these movies and tv shows sometimes we're getting you know five or six superhero properties a summer mm -hmm. you know and and that's not going to happen with games and i don't know i, I don't know the figures but i don't imagine based on the rank lists we've made in the past for Spider-Man and Batman in particular, that we are getting any more or any less superhero games per year currently than we have ever had before. Because yeah. it feels like 
there have always been quite a lot of superhero games coming out, but I think we're in an unprecedented period at the moment where we've never had superhero games <laughs> made, bless you. bless you, thank you, made by studios this big with this much of a budget behind it mm. and and this much hype. Usually you're getting like, here's a, oh, there's another Spider-Man game out from Beanox next month. Yeah. It's going to get a 70 and some people are going to enjoy it. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Whereas now it's like Spider-Man is on the side of buses because this is a big blockbuster release. It's mm. a huge deal. And people may be burned out on Spider-Man, but... I think that I really do think that's more because of the movies rather than the games. Was themselves. the last superhero game we had the uh, the turn based? You know the one with the uh, the Firaxis one. Yeah, uh, the from the XCOM. What the hell was folks. that called? That was Midnight Sun. Midnight Sun. Yeah, yeah, it probably was. I think the that most might be the one. most recent one. We were supposed to have. Justice League kill what's it Suicide, Suicide Squad, Squad kill, kill the Justice, Justice League. League yeah but that's still that's late. not coming out to you make a good point then that like it might be the films themselves that do affect the reception of some of these games like if for instance um, a an original series was done um, about flipping Gambit or someone like mm -hmm. you know a random spin off kind of spin off character um, and then hypothetically if around the same time unlikely but uh, around the same time a um uh like an x-men style game was coming out where gambit is one of the protagonists if you're one of the people who was like i'm not watching the flipping gambit tv show i'm not interested in that you might then think oh there's this game coming out i, I maybe i would have given it a go but it's like it's to do with that tv show and it might not be it mm -hmm. might be an original mm -hmm. completely separate you know, a story and different character. Yeah. Um, but if you're not super informed on on these things, which, you know, we always have to, we do try and take that into account when we're talking about video game news and, and the industry. Uh, someone might think, I'm not interested in that game because it's it's presumably something to do with that TV show that I didn't watch or that I did watch and didn't like. Um, yeah. You know, so, it yeah, there is some sort of dangerous kind of bleed that might happen there where it will... They it, might corrupt each other. It extends mm. beyond that as well, because like, jumping off your point, the, the things being associated with other things, the fact that the movies and the TV shows are so promoted and have so much money behind them and feel inescapable means that these characters are just intrinsically linked yeah. with what the actors look like. You saw mm. how the Avengers suffered. You saw to yeah. an extent how the Guardians game suffered as well because people were like, That's it not just them. looks like Pound, Poundland Robert Downey Jr. It's like, well, hang on. You know, Tony Stark kind of looks like that in the comics yeah. as well. So they're, they are, they're, they're linked in that sense and that's a very difficult thing to overcome, which again, I think ties into the fact that any burnout people are feeling probably isn't the games it's because we just can't get away from the mcu yeah. or the dceu we just it's everywhere all the time and it's it is very exhausting as much as i do still enjoy those films when they're good but they are less and less frequently being did we good. ever establish yeah. whether the change to peter parker's face in the spider-man game mm. was to make him look more like tom holland he just doesn't look like tom holland still though he i don't know why he doesn't, he doesn't like look him, like but... a man he looks no. like a weird a character weird i also think the spider-man 2 one doesn't look completely like either of the first two versions it looks like they're both merged together I yeah think. It's, it's like they took strange. the human i preferred his face a bit at the beginning yeah. like the first mm -hmm. face i did yeah, yeah a lot, I, that was a really baffling decision i mean it's not like if you look at uh, Elena Fisher in Uncharted 1 then you see her in each game it's a different woman yeah mm. like she's the only character who had basically her entire face changed between every game it's mm. really weird and I don't, and only in the fourth one did it look like her actor 
Yeah. And it was very, very bizarre. So they, they these things do happen, but it's just... I, I hope these superhero games are good. I think at least half of them are going to be complete whiffs. Yeah. But some of them will be great. And at that point, you're just playing a fantastic video game where you have special powers. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of video games are good and you have special powers. It just so happens that these have licenses behind them that make you think of other things that make you tired. Yeah. Um, so fingers crossed they'll be good. But that's how these decisions are made in boardrooms. Mm -hmm. I can't even remember which, uh, it was Paramount, I think, have recently said, we're not going to work on like new IP anymore for the most part. We're only going to make stuff. That's they're not making on... animations anymore. <sighs> yeah, they're not making animations. They said, we're, we're just going to like go with what we know I think there was even a quote from someone high up. I think this is from the Paramount story. It might be a different massive media corporation, but there was a quote from someone higher up who, right. who said, um, why would we take a risk on something new when we know that we can just like print Pump money by stuff. using this God. familiar face that everyone knows? Like yeah. it's just like it's out there. Like it's an actual statement made by some high up in one of these. It's big... also like how Mattel saw how well Barbie's doing and thought, oh, Let's make the Uno film. Let's make the Polly Pocket film next. Yeah. Really? Honestly, Lily James is going to apparently play Polly Pocket. Polly Polly Pocket. Is Polly Pocket Uno. remotely that? Can they make a horror movie about Furbies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're doing... There was a, a, a quote that came out some weeks ago that said they have like 80 projects in the works based on Mattel IP. Didn't they make a Battleships movie with Rihanna yeah, a number did, of years yeah. ago based on the board game? Oh, yeah. yeah. That, this is not new, but it's it's going to be bad. There was a, more, there was a recent thing um, like yesterday or the day before that listed the ones that are further in development and it was, it was Polly Pocket, Uno, uh, Masters of the Universe. Yeah, there was another one. Oh, there, were, there were like there are about 10 of them. I can't even think. Just various toys. I think maybe Thomas the Tank Engine is one. I don't know if that's Mattel. It's just one of those things where, and it's the same with games all the time, where it's just these big corporations that are so out of touch with the consumer that they see like, oh, well, you know, Barbie did so well. Mm, now yeah. let's make all of the other ones. I think I heard there's a Biker Mice from Mars movie oh coming. My God. Yeah, so like, well, these toy lines sold well in the 80s and 90s. So, yeah, and, and we it. haven't sold sure anything for 20 years. Now. Let's yeah. do it again. Yeah, God yeah. damn it. But I don't think we're going to get superhero fatigue right now. But I hopefully no. these games will come out and they'll be good and they'll be different enough from one another where it doesn't feel like, oh, it's just Spider-Man but reskinned with Black Panther. Yeah. We need we need a name for these two. I think the Black Panther one is the outlier, not because I think either of the games are going to be bad, but the fact that they're making two Black Panther games and neither of them have an actual title yet. I yeah. found it. It's very confusing myself. Right. These are um, various upcoming live action movies based on Mattel toys. And okay. I think there are more, but we've got Uno, Barney, Wishbone, whatever that is, Matchbox, Hot Wheels, The Magic 8 Ball. How? Some of these have got to be like spooky horror films. Or no. something how could Uno, like, how I don't Uno know. Work? I don't know. They're trying to make the Tetris movie, but with Uno. Well, yeah, some of them yeah. might be about the development of the game rather than like set Perhaps. in the universe. Yeah, like the, the Nike movie that came out. Viewmaster, American Girl, Major Matt Mason, Masters of the Universe, Thomas the Tank Engine, and Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Oh my God. Is that they the already, one where you just mash yeah, the... Yeah, they already did it. That one had Hugh Jackman in it, didn't it? What did was it? it called? The, the, with the robot boxers and he was like coaching a boxer how to, how to fight. It wasn't Rock'em Sock'em Robots, but it, I imagine it will play out much the same. Mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah. yeah. I don't think it was very good. 
Well, there we are. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments below. There are a few places you can find us on the internet. YouTube.com uh, forward slash Team Triple Jump for all of our videos and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump for all of our live streams. And if you've got Amazon Prime, you can get uh, a Twitch Prime sub. It's, it's a Twitch sub. It's no extra cost. You're already paying for it. Um, are we doing our, have we said, are we doing our um, After Dark on YouTube? We're doing or on it on Twitch? YouTube. On YouTube. YouTube. So there we go. We occasionally stream on YouTube, but mostly on Twitch. Yes. We have a Twitter, an Instagram, a Facebook account, and a TikTok account, all of which we are Team Triple Jump on. X now. I refuse. Not in my no, vocabulary. Uh, and patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump if you'd like to support us. Yes, thank you very much. And triplejmp, triplejr.mup, that's our website. That's where you can find links to literally everything. I believe it's going under something of a redesign at the moment, so it may not be currently accessible, uh, but it should be live soon and it'll be all shiny and look amazing. So mm. consider going there. You can also get cameos from us as well mm. and we can record you a video message. Why not leave a five-star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms. We would really, really appreciate it. And uh, that costs nothing. You can do that right now. Go on, we'll wait. You've done it? Brilliant. Thanks so much. Ashton, there's just enough time to hear the sponsor once again, please. It is, of course, the new Telltale game, The X Ants, a Telltale series. Mm, brilliant. Mm. Thanks for watching, everybody. We will see you next time. Happy birthday, Ashton. Thanks. Happy birthday, Ashton. Bye. Bye. Bye.